This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we're in the heart of winter, and uh, I'm based in Colorado, but my guest today is not in Colorado. He is on the East Coast, so who knows what the weather is doing and the weather gods have up for us. But here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to have a hot show because January and February is really one of the most optimal times for authors, publishers to be thinking about going to print. And the Author You Guide to Book Publishing is thrilled to add um, to our sponsoring family, King Printing. And with us today will be Tom Campbell, who is Sales Vice President of Publishing for King, based out of Massachusetts. And I, and I love, actually, the customer service that King does. Personally, my book, Author You, uh, creating and building your author and book platforms was printed by them. And I was thrilled with the color because it's color throughout that they did. But what I also loved is Tom personally delivered books to a conference I was speaking at because we were to the wire. He made sure he personally drove them. I was in Massachusetts, so, you know, that was good. But made sure I had them why I was there. So, I mean, hand delivery, what more could one want, right, Tom? <laughs> That's right, Judith, and I think uh, I think the other experience I walked away with from that, uh, from that uh, show was how well you travel. <laughs> yeah, I don't get beat up. <laughs> no, you don't, but you, we went to the airport. You had all kinds of things with wheels that, that when I took you to the airport, you get out, and I, I was astonished that, so much from a show could pack up and and go so quickly. So, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, you learn those tricks, and it's even you know the tricks of the trade. Like I'm getting ready, I'm very excited because we have coming up um, uh, our publishing at sea conference with forty authors who we are taking out into the ocean for a week <laughs> to to do a publishing university, so to speak. And, um, you know, I've, I've always, someone says, well, how long does it take you to pack? And I said, no, no more than 20 minutes. <laughs> you mean like for a whole thing? I said, no, no more than 20 minutes. I mean, and you do learn that there are things you don't need. There are things you always need. So that's easy. But you, you, you learn tricks. Well, thanks for having me on today. And by the way, I understand it's uh, tremendously windy there. Yes, and it has been. Yeah. Winter has finally arrived here. So, you know, we're down around uh, 24 degrees. So a little bit of snow on the ground. So as compared to Christmas when it was 70. So um, <laughs> when, winter yeah. is here. And But uh, book printing and uh, um, authors calling and uh, many of the things that you and I have done over the years continue to go on strong and uh the business continues to grow, and, and with with your assistance, um, you know our business has grown, 
and uh, and we uh, and we thank you very much for that and and for your many endorsements over the years, um, going all the way back to previous organizations that you ran and helped make successful. So. Well, thank you. And, and you know, I have to say for um, King Printing, which we don't have our official commercial up for them, but for all of our listeners, what I really love about King is if I know that if I have a fast job I need to do, they are one of the first go-to people I hit. And I just say, I, can you get me a book in X amount of days? And I will know um, within, within a few minutes if they can do it or not. Yep. So that's a good deal. That's a good deal. That's a good right. deal. So, Tom, let's talk about printing because one of the things that you say often when I've spoken with you is that all printers are not created equal. So let's jump into that. Where do we? Where does the division come from? Well, the division really comes from the fact that of the of the book printers that are left, really, in the United States, and you know, every year a few of them drop off, and so there's roughly about forty book printers truly that, you know, make their living printing books for customers. And they all have they all have different equipment and they all have different run lengths. And they unfortunately in today's economy, uh, they all have uh, different financial health. And so many, many of the printers that are here today um, with equipment that is dated are probably not going to be around for a long period of time. And I'm speaking specifically offset printers. Um, the world is moving quickly uh, towards high-speed digital inkjet, which is what we printed your book on, mm-hmm. and managing the quantities of books that you want to print. And as you and I have always talked, you know, you don't want to print more books than you can sell. You can always reorder. But if you, you and I have met so many people over the years that say, you know, I've I've got a garage full of books, and you know, so today what you really want to do is in your in your plan is is manage what you want to print, and so those book printers that are uh, really focused on offset and high run are probably not going to be able to take care of the customers that want runs of five hundred to a thousand and up to fifteen hundred two thousand. You know, they're, they're geared more to 5,000, 10,000 kind of runs. And so they're just not going to be competitive. The second thing <clears throat> is that it's hard to find a book printer who offers all the services. And that is they do soft cover, they do hard cover, and then they do mechanical binding, meaning coil books. Um, and they, they do it all in, in one place. There are a lot of book printers that have soft cover printing capability, but don't have case buying capability. And for that, they've got to sub it out to somebody, a bindery. So now your job has been moved into another organization. And, you know, once something moves out of your control, you know, it, the challenges of timing, quality, and responsibility um, tend to become interesting when there's a problem. And, you know, you and I have known over the years you know, there are going to be challenges some days in printing. It's still a, a manufacturing. You're manufacturing a, a custom item for somebody, and there's a, a lot of hands in the process. So, you know, sometimes things can, can uh, problems can be created. And as you and I have 
had a couple of those, you know, what's the key is going back and making it right. And so, you know, if, if the job has been split up in a couple of different places, um, that's going to be an interesting negotiation. It is, you know, and I and I have to say, this is a kudos to you. We had a book that you and I did. It was a children's book um, a, a year or so ago, and something happened to one of your machines. I don't, I don't know what it is, but what I really appreciated, then, which I could relay to my author, uh, is that there was a hiccup, and the hiccup was that they, you know, I was going to have to go to plan B, which was to, for the fuller run, because we were looking for, you know, a, a thousand or two thousand books, um, that we needed a fuller run. And what you said is, here's what, because, and you also were aware that we had a commitment for an event that we needed at least 104 pronto. Mm-hmm. And you said that we will get these done by hand, pronto, so you have them. But plan B, until we get this, whatever the the big machine was that was involved in the hiccup um, fixed, you need to do that. And that's a home run for me because in most cases, especially, Tom, if an author, most authors don't aren't aware when something gets subbed out. They don't, under, they don't understand that a lot of times things are uh, sent out for other parts of the job. They always think it's underneath the same roof. That's correct. Which, yeah. which, you know, so if there is that hiccup, and especially if the hiccup's in another plant um, that your contractor can't control, that it just really compounds it. And when I was able to do, we were able to meet all our commitments, but most likely I I think that I probably wouldn't have been communicated with as quickly as you did with me so we could go into our plan B. Yeah, and I think, you know, you and I have talked over the years is that um, depending upon, and and let's talk about, you know, the, the customer, uh, your end customer, my end customer, you know, I've got two customers. I, I've got you and I've got them uh, generally. So uh, I'm actually more afraid of them than I am of you sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, the um, but when picking a printer too, you you have to, you know, it's it's like going to a, a restaurant. Sometimes, you know, there are people that, you know, can go into a restaurant like an Italian restaurant, and and they may not be familiar with what's on the menu. You know, maybe an Italian who knows, um, and so you know the, the the customer, the people in that restaurant have to realize that they've got kind of a newbie involved, maybe somebody that doesn't quite know what they're doing. And and they're helpful. And many of your customers, as we've done this over the years, are first-timers. And you know both of us have talked to these people, uh, these authors, and, and we've talked about expectations because sometimes their expectations are fairly lofty and you have to, you know, get to a conversation where, you know, it's a book, it's a product, um, and so there are some of the other people that are out there, uh, and as you know, we have a, a tremendous staff of, of highly qualified people that are willing to talk people, uh, talk to people and spend time talking to them, and you know, that's very important from a customer service side, is that you you understand the needs, and you, you can communicate Mm-hmm. expectations mm-hmm. in a manner that you know makes people feel good about 
what they're doing. And they may have some expectations that are a little lofty, but, you know, you can talk them off the bridge and explain to them the reality of, of, of book printing. And, and that's very important. Well, I, I think not, it's not important. It's critical and it's essential. Yeah. So, you know, here's what I want to do because we're, we're getting ready to kiss our first break. But what I'd like you to do, Tom, when we come back is to let's get into some of these essential steps in this process. And I would love to have you focus on what are the questions you wish your authors and, and early new, you know, new publishers would ask that they never do. Okay. This is this is author you, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Riles, and my guest today is Tom Campbell with King Printing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles, and we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Give your book the best shot at getting buzz before it's even released. JKS Communications has been leading the book publicity industry for more than a decade. From producing some of the earliest book trailers to recently creating what Shelf Awareness calls the world's longest book tour, our team of publicists work tirelessly, smart, and with the goal of getting you the best attention possible. Our family of publicists come from journalism and publishing backgrounds with great experience and a passion for books. And our family of authors all across the globe are supportive of one another. We read your book and talk to you to understand your goals and lifestyle before sending you a proposal. We only represent books and authors that we believe in. Let's get going. Go online at JKS Community. Communications.com. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. 
With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're talking printing. Tom Campbell is my guest. King Printing is our featured uh, printer today and one of the sponsors of our program on a weekly basis. And one of the things, I, as we went into break, I wanted Tom to come back and really address a couple of things I think is really important. One are what are the critical steps that an author publisher should be doing before they present files so that they're in the right shape? Um, and for me, I just work with all the right designers that that's their job and they're supposed to do that. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put that on the table. I am clueless to the actual creation of the piles, files. I hire people to do that. Secondly, which I think maybe should be an essential step, but the, the, the second thing is that I asked Tom if he would kind of dive into some of the questions he wished people would ask and they don't. So, Tom, what do you want to take first? Um, I think I think the the critical uh, the critical question uh, questions that, that we get into with people um, is, you know, when they they have many authors have an idea about their book, and they have well a lot of ideas about the book, and mm-hmm. many of these ideas are um, while they're they're good. Um, there's a there's a, a difference between coming up with an idea to make your book totally different than all the other books on the rack, so that you can distinguish yourself, and then reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come to us and they'll say, you know, they 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 want a book that's going to have this kind of trim size. They want books that are going to have all kinds of um, uh, you know, different cuts in them. Um, and uh, by that, I mean, maybe, you know, some thumb cuts and things, just all specialized kind of stuff. And, you know, it may be a children's book and they only want a hundred copies and they want to start off small and it's, it's too big. And so what I do is I talk to the authors and I say, you know, this is, this is really not going to be practical and it's not going to be cost effective. And, and so you need to go back and take a look. And, you know, an old friend, unfortunately, who has passed away, uh, that Dan Pointer, you know, has given over the years probably some of the best advice. You know, go into the bookstore or go look amongst your books and find a book that you like and use that as a model or a template for deciding what you want your book to look like. And that's always been practical because 
as you know, when you print a book and you actually, you know, maybe you get into a bookstore or maybe you're going to go in a rack or maybe, you know, um, an indie bookstore that you're familiar with is going to take the books. You know, so many of the indie bookstores that I visit and talk to all tell me the same thing. Don't make this book any different than anything else because our shelf space is just not going to accommodate it. And, you know, it's all about shelf space in the bookstores. So, you know, I love the ideas and concepts that people come up with, but I push back very heavily that you've got to go back and you've got to be practical and you've got to, you know, stay within the standard sizes, eight and a half by 11, seven by 10, six by nine, five and a half, eight and a half. You know, in between is kind of okay, but, you know, at the end of the day, the size of the book is not going to distinguish you from anybody else. You know, the cover may get some attention, but as you well know, it's all about content and focus on your content because that that that's where, and you and I both know, uh, you know, we've got an author right now who's done a book called The Iodine Crisis. You mm-hmm. and I never w- figured that, you know, Miss Farrell was going to do the number of books that she did, and and mm-hmm. you you and I both know it's it's well in, it's on its way to six figures. So, um, oh yeah, it's ama- it's amazing um, what Lynn Farrell has done. I mean, it's a unique book. Um, number one, she's got the right title. She's got the right yep. title, um, and you know I was honored to be the book shepherd to this book. And she's got the right title that, you know, she is, and for our listeners, we're not talking about one or two reprints. We're talking about many, many, many reprints. Yep. And, it, and it turns out if you put iodine out there in books, her book will pop out. I mean, it has a heavy emphasis towards breast cancer, which yep. was what brought her to that. But there really is zero to compete with it. So, you know, she's in a niche. She followed it, what she knew about. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you, has she aggressively gone out with bookstores? No, she hasn't. No. The primary seller is Amazon and what no. comes from her website. That is it. That is it. But she and goes back at mega thousands at a crack in printing yeah. up. And, you know, the, the thing about her book, and if you recall, uh, it's a standard six by nine book. It's on a sixty pound white offset. It's got a matte cover. It's mm-hmm. got a cool cover. But you, mm-hmm. you know, the word has gotten out on this book that amongst women, which, as you know, yeah. uh, women drive the success and failure of books. It's a must read. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, many of the people come along. And, and by the way, the other parts <laughs> of this whole sizing and, and practicality of books is that, you know, when you do short run books and, you know, even a thousand is considered a short run, you, you got to work within, you know, the standards of the industry. So coming out with something that is a little bit different uh, is just really, it's not going to buy you anything. It's going to cost you more money than you really want. And, uh, uh you know, I would spend that money on the marketing side and promoting your book versus, you know, putting into the cost of the book. Um, and, 
But, you know. but let me but let me talk of this on the number crunching, Tom, because you know when I go out for bids, I may start as low as five hundred books. Yep. But I'll go for a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, sometimes three thousand. I never print rarely over three thousand. Lynn is doing more than that because of what she's moving. But mm-hmm. you know, when I look at a book, um and, and you know, you mentioned the matte cover, I was insistent that she put a matte cover on that book. Insistent. Uh-huh. Because, number one, women were the primary reader. I know that the sensual feel that a mat can create, um, uh, you know, and, and we have to think when we write, when we speak, we, we have to use, incorporate some of those senses. And in the mat has a delicious touch to it, a sensual touch. So I knew that that was right. Uh, my pre- And I will tell you, my preference is, depending upon the size of the book, how many words are in the book, and what what uh, genre that book's in, but I'm really sticking with pretty much 5 by 8 or 5.5 by 8.5, depending upon the breadth of the book. And that seems to go really well. Um, it fits well uh, with people like and take. If you And I've got small books, too, that people like. If they're, they're tiny books, short books, I'll go to the smaller size. But you've got to, you don't do oddball stuff. Don't, don't go oddball on things. And I think that's what you're saying here. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you stick with standard sizes, the other thing that you, you know, beyond, let's, let's just go beyond printing a book. Um, you take a look at the logistics. You have standard size cartons. Okay. You know, you, you want to be able to put these books, as many books in a carton as is healthy for you to pick up. Um, and so, you know, if you have the opportunity uh, in most of the warehouses uh, and distribution centers, you know, have standards about cartoning. And, mm-hmm. again, um, they get very strange when you start uh, shipping books in a carton that weighs more than 35 pounds. Or, you know, can't have a standard pack of, you know, 24, 36. So, you know, keeping the standard uh, sizes for your book uh, is is key because it drives so many different things. Even if you're going to mail these books out to people and you're going to use Uline, you know, envelopes, they have standard sizes that will take the books. If you go with something strange, you're going to find yourself in trouble. So, you know... It's not just the book itself, but it's all the logistical pieces that flow after you've got your book and now you're you're starting to ship things to people. You want to be able to use standard stuff. So, so let me ask you this, Tom. If if you let's say as you know, let's let's say I'm not muscle bound, although I'm used to hauling around boxes all over the place. <laughs> but but let's just say that I wasn't I, I wasn't used to lifting up fifty pounds, <laughs> which I easily do. Um, let's say that you want to keep it down. Can you say to a printer that what are my options to keep my weight, you know, in the twenty five pound range, and they can mm-hmm. come up and give you that? Would that yeah. work? Yeah, I mean, you can come up with standards. Uh, you know, some of the warehouses that we ship into that you and mm-hmm. I um, mm-hmm. have uh, have known over the years, uh, mm-hmm. they have standards. You go online, and uh, they'll tell you what their packing standards Perfect. are yeah. and their label standards. All and right. and so you know, that's that's the way you need to do it. That's terrific. All right. We're going to be right back with much more printy essentials and ahas. This is also you, your guide to book publishing.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self-publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith briles Well, today is all about printing. So some of the questions, and I and I think one of the ones that um, I and I and I have to admit I don't think to ask, um, but it would be easier to have a, a pound a, a box that weighs less than forty pounds. So if I can ask for always boxes to be thirty pounds, they're really you know some of those days I am more tired, and they're easier to lug around um, in that. And I know that when we were really traveling aggressively with our books. When I was on the road, I was kind of like a, a you know, my own uh, traveling road show when I was speaking at so many conferences, is that we could, because of my mileage with United, that John and I, between the two of us, we could easily carry four, four bags weighing up to 70 pounds each. Um, so we always went to work on United Airlines. And I know that, in, and we traveled in 50 pounds, we double boxed them. 
Um, we unbox from the usually from the shipper because we double box to to protect them a little bit more the way that the baggage smashers can sometimes treat things. And we always did 50 pounds, but I knew that I could carry easily $1,200 in retail in any one box. Easily. Yeah. So, um, and we, we look at that. Hey, Tom, um, let me ask you a question about hardback. The, the buzz is out that fewer and fewer hardback books are selling. What What's your experience? Well, if you take a look at the numbers of books that, uh, for 2015, Mm-hmm. Uh, the quantity of books 2015 versus 2014, uh, the quantity of printed books has actually increased. Oh, no, there's no question. And and book yeah. sales were up well, up another 2.5% last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, from a, from a um, what is happening is that more and more people are taking advantage of split-run printing. So... That meaning the the mm-hmm. uh, the text is common between the books, mm-hmm. and they'll do like you know five hundred hardcover books mm-hmm. and a thousand softcover books <clears throat> mm-hmm. to address to address different markets because in some cases the hardcovers sell more, um, particularly in the professional market or one of the new. As you know, the new, one of the new markets today is now gift stores, and so books are still great gifts to give. Soft cover, not so much. Hard cover, absolutely. So, you know, more and more, come, more and more authors are doing split runs and then channeling the books into different markets and just taking advantage because you know you're really, from my standpoint, we're printing fifteen hundred books. It just becomes uh, an option whether you want to buy them soft cover or hard cover. So, and, and, well, you mentioned let's let's talk about cup, uh, the binding. So, what's what's the differences? I mean, soft color we've got we've got glue, uh, we've got glue in most of them anyway. So, if you'll talk a little bit about the binding differences between the two, and is what's the time uh, taken with that? <laughs> well, the. Um, there's some really good news on that. It kind of goes back to being, you know, all in one uh, book printer as we are. Um, the new binding techniques and the new equipment that exists today, um, we use what's called PUR, and it's called polyurethane resin binding. And just like the polyurethane on your floor, uh, it's a material that when you apply it, when you take the grind off the bind, uh, the back of the book, um, the book block, uh, it actually bonds with the paper fibers and creates, you know, an extremely strong, better than hot milk glue bind. Uh, It's also a very flexible binding. Uh, It's got to sit for 24 hours um, so that it sets. But when you create that book block, that then, once it's together, uh, you have an option of either going soft cover, hard cover. So you can, you know, if you use the text on the copyright page, you make sure that you list both ISBNs, HBK for hard back and, mm-hmm. and PB for perfect bound on the copyright page. Then you have the option. We, we can just bind 500 hardcover books 
and then buying a thousand soft cover books. Uh, just move it to a different piece of equipment. Um, in the case of hardcover books, you know, you're talking an extra five days. Um, you know, but typically times are 10 days for soft cover, 15 days for hardcover. And you can have a complete run of books within 15 working days from the date of approval, and you're ready to go. And I have one author here in Boston right now um, who did exactly that. And, uh, you know, for the, um, for the shows that he's doing around town, uh, he's taking the soft covers with him. Uh, for when he goes to certain venues uh, where there are professional people there, mm-hmm. he's taking both. And in many cases, he's selling the hardcover book because people are going to take it. You know, they buy a couple of them and they're going to give them away as gifts because mm-hmm. it's it, it it's it's a good uh, you know it's a good value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that when you if you're in the kind of market that you would like to use both and see what happens. I think it's an economical way to do it. I, I actually love hard books. When I have a book I love, I really do want the hardcover mm-hmm. um, on it. And, 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 and there is more of a permanence um, when you do receive And Let me ask you this, though. Are all these books um, having dust jackets on it, or are they uh, having the cover imprinted uh, just uh, on all- they're all dust jackets. The you mm-hmm. know prominent dust jacket, a linen cover, gold on the spine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know matching in sheets. If it's a a natural stock, they'll have a a natural in sheets. White, they'll have a white end sheet. But um, you know we print for the for the largest publishers uh, in the world, and so you're getting a book that is equal or better quality than uh, than what you would get. Uh, from some of the largest publishers. Mm-hmm. So, so, and, 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 they, you know, and, and you're going to get a round yeah. back book versus a flat back book. Flat back books tend not to feel as well. Round backs are, are kind of a better feel, a classy feel. Um, and uh, again, again, it comes down to, you know, we're, we're, we're building quality into the product. So when you pick it up, you don't go, oh, geez, this, uh, this isn't very nice, you know. You pick it up, as you said, it's sensuous, right? Yeah, it is. Well, I, I, I well, saying it, it could be orgasmic. Listen, there are just really differences of of how books and um, I, I've written a couple of of columns lately that if there I've had if I have one addiction is the books, and I love books, and I never thought I would be trashing books. I had a a new client who came in and laid out his books, and and I just looked at him and I said. You know, he, it's, these are things that he published uh, a, a couple of years ago, and uh, with a, a collective of them. And I just said, "Your covers look like crap." And the interior, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, so he's kind of startled. But Tom, you know, I'm blunt, and yeah. and then going over that, and we are now taking over, and we're going to redo the books. He's got five more books coming along, and working with the designer and doing a full blown rebranding. So, number one, they're synergistic. They carry the quality and integrity. I mean, here's this guy who is charging a huge amount of money for these uh, intensive he does, and you put out garbage. It's not a good thing. To me, it's not a good thing. No. 
And I think, too, what's important with uh, the, the binding that we use and, and others as well, uh, this PUR, it gives a very flexible binding. So, you know, if you take a look at some of the thicker books or if you take a look at a, you know, a heavy-duty 8.5 by 11, you know, and you've done this because I know you've done it, you know, you take the book, you put it down on the table, and then you kind of flatten it out to use it, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you look down and the page is falling out. Yeah, you, you, you broke the binding, you know, you, you break the, the binding, spine. And yep, it, yep. it was a hot melt glue binding. And so, you know, when I show people, and we've had some of our customers, um, one of the technologies uh, that's very old, that's been around for a long time, is smice sewing. And uh, mm-hmm. that's where you sew the signatures together. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a customer that, um, it was a potential customer at the time, it said, all of our books are sewn. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, as you well know, I can be blunt too. And I said, well, I think sewing is a waste of money. And because, uh, you know, you're throwing a couple of bucks into to sewing something that just doesn't make any sense. So we took one of his books and we PUR bound it. And uh, he came in and I said, start ripping pages out. Well, guess what? The, pa- the paper ripped before he could rip a page out. It was such How a strong bind. Yeah, that's well, I love that idea. I think that's and he really totally cool. he totally said, okay, that's it. And so we PUR'd all the books, every title after that. And uh, they saved a ton of dough. So um, are you are you are you making on your quotes when we put in for bids are they standard with the PUR? Yes. Okay, great. All right, and we're going to we're going to take another quick break here in another minute, but I have a question because I know you say that I've heard you say this a lot of times and if we can just touch on it in the minute we have before we go to this this final break here is you always tell or authors I've heard you say at this conferences when I I've been at the same one you've been at that make sure they get copies of all their files yep. from the designers. So can you just brush on that a bit? Yeah, one of the things that we're seeing, along with uh, the economy and 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 uh, and people being in and out of business, um, a lot of customers come back to us after three or four years, and they come back and they say, "Have you got our files?" And we go, "We do," and they say, "Well, uh, can I have them?" Well, they're PDFs, and they're not the native yeah. files, and so there's nothing you can really do with PDFs. I mean, you can do some things, yeah. but get your files. <clears throat> All right. So we'll come back and, and start on that and how you ask them, because a lot of people don't know what native files are. This is Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need The Book Shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. 
You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Okay, in our last segment, we've got Tom Campbell. He's the uh, Vice President of Sales and Publishing with King Printing, based out of Massachusetts, and we're one of our proud sponsors of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. And we're, we're just talking printing, which is, and, and a lot of you may not be aware, but this is the hot time. This is the time you reach out. Do you need to get a reprint? Are you getting bid? Because January and February are typically good times to reach out to get bids. Is that correct? Is that still correct, or am I just talking in the air here, Tom? Well, I mean, you know, January and February are good times to print. March and April are good times to print. You know, a lot of a lot of printers get tied up with some seasonality, and that has to do with more with higher education demands. Uh, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, but um, everybody, and that's one of the reasons that. You know, we've worked so long with a lot of the independents um, is that, you know, there's no seasonality to the business. Uh, You know, it's I have people we're dealing with on a daily basis that, you know, have five or ten titles that, you know, they want to get printed. And, um, you know, some of them, you know, just come in off the street and uh, some of them come from all over the world. And... uh, you know, one of the things that occurs today is that, you know, a lot of people that are located in Europe or whatever have um, book sales in the U.S. And now they're finding 
it's a lot easier to find a printer in the U.S. to print their books and then ship them into, you know, their distribution channel. So, you know, the the, the whole world is is just getting smaller and smaller, and uh, and we've, uh, you know, we've been blessed with uh, uh, so many wonderful people that we've worked with over the years. We were talking about it the other day. We were thinking maybe, you know, we're probably up to twenty five, thirty thousand titles that we've printed. How um, how cool is that? Yeah, you know how cool and, is you know, that? There are some books that are that are, you know, people printed a hundred books and then they just went away. And uh, but there's still a hundred books that they did and they they have an ISBN and it's got their name on them. And uh, uh, you know, going back to your point. You know, I I did something not long ago where somebody was talking about marketing and selling books. And I said, well, the person asked me a question on the radio. It was actually TV. He said, when do you think you're going to see the success of your hard work? And I made the comment, well, it could happen after you're gone. And, um, you know, for that purpose, as you well know, it's, you know, a book could be part of an estate. Um, and... Now all of a sudden, for some reason, it uh, catches on, like like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Um, you know where are the files, where's the information, who's got what, and uh, you want to make sure. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, that when you have a book laid out and a design put together, as long as you've paid for everything, I mean, make sure that you get a copy of the native files for what that was done in, because. You know, you can always go backwards. I mean, the, the bad news, some of the programs are, are not backwards compatible. But if you've got the native files, then you get something. Um, and uh, because the only other choice that you have is to go ahead and if you don't have, you have a copy of the book, is to scan it. But as you all know, bringing a book back to life, scanning, you're going to lose 5%. And if there's color in it, it gets a little interesting, particularly in halftones as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've I've told our, our authors that not only do you get the PDF, which they you know they give you, I tell them ask their designer what would be the cost factor to convert the PDF to Word, so you get back a Word document that you can work on to repurpose, to change, to modify, to do revisions on, even in the future. Because And a lot of them will charge nominal dollars for that if it's all at the time that this is happening and they know it's coming. And let me tell you, once you go into your layout design, you think you're done, you you think you're so done. By the time you're working back and forth with a designer, there are so many different changes and variations. And I know I'm sitting with two books right now on my desk that we're finishing up by tomorrow, which uh, they've come back from their what we call the cold eye edit. And there are oh, one's one's fairly clean, but the other one has a, at least every third page. There's some little tweak on it. There's just some little, you know, maybe from the posture three being backwards, a period missing. Maybe a couple of words have been substituted in because they're too repetitive. You you just never know because they pop out differently in this final uh, uh, layout read when it's actually officially laid out. You want to be able to come back in and manipulate those. Uh, the capability at some point. So not only ask for the native files, ask what it would cost 
uh, to do a conversion from the PDF so you have it back in a Word document that you can save and stay. And the other thing is, but Tom is just so right on when he says this, uh, that, that you know, you want the native files. And what you could, you could just li- simply say to, to your designer, what happens if you get hit by the bus? Is your teenager going to know what file to send to my new designer? Probably not. Right. <laughs> or your spouse. So, you know, it's just business. You know, it's just business. Treat your publishing as a business. Tom, I, I have to ask you about color. Color is changing a lot yep. um, in the field and certainly in the digitized age. Uh, just just the color differences from three years ago have changed to today. So what's new here? What should we, well, what, what should we know? What you should know is that... Um, that color um, is is going to continue to evolve and change. Um, when you look at color, true color, still in a four-color process, um, you know, your best color uh, is always going to come offset. And, you know, that is true color. The problem with offset is it's, a, it's expensive. And... So, you know, you're talking about plates, you're talking about press time. Um, you know, some of the most beautiful color books, as you all well know, come out of uh, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, you're going to have to, to make it reasonable, you're going to have to, you know, print 5,000 or 10,000 books, which both both you and I know is, is kind of scary and probably not a good idea. Um, so if you take a look at, the next step down um, in color is toner-based color, and toner-based color is uh, comes off of uh, some various uh, machines. Um, again, it's you know basically uh, a, a fuser-type machine. Uh, it's where the uh, ink, or let's just call it oil, just sits on top of the paper. And those are your those are that's the equipment. Uh, the iGens, the next presses. Um, and then you step down, and then now you're into inkjet. And inkjet is even different. Uh, it's a pigment-based ink. Um, so what I generally find is um, people that really are hung up on color, uh, you know, you give them a price on what it's going to cost offset, and they usually faint. Um it's and, huge. And I, I, as someone who has done that, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And I and I think that, um, yeah, the, again, this comes back to printers. Um, you need to print. The printer needs to assess. And you and I actually did a project on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the printer needs to really assess uh, what the author is looking for, what the author is really looking for. And um, we did a book for a young lady that you and I both know. Uh, and we looked at it both from an inkjet standpoint and we looked at it from a toner-based standpoint. And based on her concept of what she really wanted, we had to take her and move her out of the more cost-effective inkjet up to a toner-based solution, which she was happy with. It cost her more money, but she was happy with the end result, which is all that matters. But the flip side is, the end user or the end customer is not going to really know the difference. 
between those. And so, you know, the, again, it comes down to the author and what they're trying to accomplish. And sometimes the authors are going to pay more uh, to run a toner base or even even an offset. And unfortunately, what's going to happen is uh, they're not going to have a, a cost-effective uh, price right product. And as I say to many of the authors that uh, that come in, you know, is the end user really going to appreciate the effort and the cost that you put into doing this? And the answer is probably not because it comes down to content. So, you know, many of the children's books today were running all inkjet, um, as you well know. And many of the larger publishers have all gone to inkjet because they're taking a look at uh, the cost-benefit of running shorter runs and not having inventory. And, you know, the color is, uh, the color is adequate uh, for the uh, utility of the product. So, you know, again, Inkjet is going to continue, continue to evolve, but more and more companies are going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be looking at toner and Inkjet solutions, and the offset solutions are really going to be held for the, you know, the really big runs, um, because that'll still be cost competitive. Okay. So we're literally at the end of our time. I can't believe it. An hour is gone so quickly. So to get a hold of Tom Campbell, I you could go to their website, kingprinting.com, or just call the office and, and ask for Tom. He's an early bird, which means he's there, what, between 8 and 9 East Coast time? Is yep. that right, Tom? Okay. So it's 978-458-2345. That's 978 978- Four five eight two three four five, and um, Tom will be at the Author You Extravaganza in September, and this is the time you get to meet face to face and find out what a printer can do for you. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. We'll, ha- we'll have you back. Thanks, All right. Bye bye. Everyone, have a good week. Keep writing. Keep publishing. This is Author You, your guide to publishing, and I'm Judith Bryles, your book shepherd. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each